Hello everyone, this is Jonathan Little, and I'm here today with the 25th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Thank you guys very much for sticking with me this far. Uh, today I have a pretty exciting hand from the Monster Stack event that took place in the World Series of Poker in 2014. So this was a tournament where they started everyone with a huge amount of chips, and for some reason, all of the amateur players wanted to play it. So this actually was, I think, the biggest non-main event they've ever had, and it may have been bigger than the main event. I don't exactly remember, but it got a boatload of people. And I actually wrote a blog post about this at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash monsterstack, where I pretty much lay out why amateurs should avoid this event at all costs. But for some reason, amateurs think that if you give them a lot of chips, they stand to have an advantage or something like that. But in reality, it's the exact opposite. So... Definitely check out that if you have a desire to play the Monster Stack event and you are an amateur player, you're going to find that you're much better off playing pretty any pretty much any other World Series of Poker event, assuming you want to play a World Series of Poker event for whatever reason. Um, anyways, here's a hand from this event. I have a pretty marginal hand, 4-3 of clubs in the big blind, with about 75 big blinds. So it folds around to a 35-year-old guy who makes it 525, and I'm going to call pretty much every time in the big blind with the 4-3 suited. And I get a pretty good flop for my hand. It comes ace of clubs, jack of clubs, four of diamonds. And this is a scenario where in a normal tournament, I don't really think I am going to be pushing my edge too much. Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure I even have an edge. What I mean by that is I'm not sure I'm going to be check raising a ton. Or at least check raising with the intention of just getting it all in. However... In this exact tournament, I think a lot of players are playing for the experience. And the last thing they want to do is show up early in a tournament and have to get it all in with something like ace-queen or ace-ten or even ace-king on an ace-jack foreboard. So I think in this tournament, I'm going to be very willing to apply a lot of pressure. Um, and that's probably going to mean check-raising the flop, betting the turn, and shoving the river if I can, stack up, if I can set up the, stat, the stacks to be like that. And also, of course, if I make a flush or three of a kind or probably even two pair, that's going to be a good enough hand to win a huge pot also. Um, my, pro my opponent probably doesn't know this, but I'm probably going to be taking very different lines if I hit versus whenever I miss. Um, because I think if I make large bets on the turn in the river, my opponent's going to be more inclined to fold stuff like ace-king by the river. But if I make smaller bets, I'm probably going to be more inclined to get paid off. So this is one of these spots where I'm going to be taking a very exploitable line, but no one's really going to recognize that or do anything about it so i check my opponent bets 700 into the 1375 pot and i'm definitely going to check raise this um, i make it 1700 i don't really like check calling against someone who i may be able to push around in a higher stakes tournament or against someone who just didn't care or whenever the stacks are more shallow you're not gonna be able to get your opponent off something like ace king by the river but with these stack sizes i think you will be able to it's important to know that i don't want to make it something like 3,500 on the flop or anything like that, because then it's going to really rope my opponent into calling, and I don't really want my opponent to call. Um, this is a concept that a lot of tournament players sort of don't understand, that whenever I have ace, whenever my opponent has something like ace-king and I have the 4-3 suited here with a flush draw, we're roughly 50-50. One of us is going to win the hand 50%, and the other one's going to win the hand 50% if we were to get it all in right now. So that means that if I'm applying pressure, that means I'm going to make my opponent fold the best hand sometimes. And whenever he doesn't fold, I'm probably going to win about half the time. However, I don't really want to be blasting money in, in that spot because I'm probably going to be able to find many more 
opportunities in the future that are going to be even better than this, where I have the best hand and I'm just getting pure value whenever I know I have my opponent crushed. So I'm not really trying to play a big pot in this scenario, but because of the actual dynamics of this event where I know this guy probably doesn't want to go broke and I also have a hand that can apply a lot of pressure, I'm okay risking busting out early in the tournament in this scenario where I think a lot of other players simply are not. Or they, they do this blindly in every situation, which I think is also a pretty big error. So my opponent re-raises to 5,000, and <laughs> this is something I was not really expecting. I think whenever my opponent re-raises to 5,000, he probably is just vastly overplaying a hand like ace-king or ace-queen. Maybe he has something like ace-jack and is just going for full value. Uh, maybe he has ace-four, maybe he has pocket-fours, maybe pocket-jacks, maybe pocket-aces. But I don't really think that matters so much. I think this is a spot now where I think my opponent will have a hand like ace-king, ace-queen, or just a randomly bad played ace, like uh, ace-six or something like that, that I can push off if I go all in. And also, notice that even if my opponent does call, I'm still going to have roughly 50% equity, probably more like 40% at this point, because I'm going to be up against more sets and two-pair combinations than just as I was if he did not raise, because then I'd be against more one-pair combinations. But um, I'm okay getting it all in here. I, I don't love this in a normal, generic tournament. But again, because of this exact scenario, I th think that I can apply a ton of pressure and stand to win the pot a huge percentage of the time. Maybe not a huge percentage of the time, maybe um, 30 or 40% I think my opponent's going to fold. And then whenever he does call, I'm probably going to be 40-ish percent to win. So my fold equity combined with my equity in the hand makes this a very good spot to shove. And to my surprise, my opponent folded. And I actually remember this very vividly because he thought for something like three minutes. And I was like, oh, the guy is ace-king. <laughs> and he just overplayed it. And... That's exactly what happened. After he folded, he did show me the ace-king. And he's like, yeah, I know, I know you have me beat. I know you have the ace-jack. And my opponent decided to re-raise on the flop to, quote-unquote, find out where he was at. And I told him. I told him he was beat, and he folded. And that's exactly what you do not want to do if you're in this tournament. You do not want to turn your hand face up, or even anywhere near face up, and allow your opponents to play well. See, the thing is, is that in small-stakes games, which is where most of these amateur players typically play, People are not going to be shoving the 4-3 suited here. They're going to call or maybe even fold because they're like, oh, I know I'm beat. I have to fold. But good players are going to recognize where what your hand is and how much pressure you're willing to withstand. And they also recognize their hand's actual value. And this is a spot where I was willing to go with my hand, where I think a lot of players would not have been, especially early in a tournament because they don't want to go broke. But you can often use that to your advantage and just demolish your opponents. Um, actually, in the Monster Sack event, I ended up doing extraordinarily well in terms of winning chips. Um, I actually got it all in really good twice, and I got unlucky both times. But I still... I, I ground up something like three starting stacks within the first few hours just by being very aggressive and applying pressure in spots where I know my opponent's range was somewhat capped at something like top pair or an over pair, and I could have pretty much anything, which makes you very hard to play against. It makes me very hard to play against. But anyways, check out my blog post about this... Um, this tournament. It's at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash monsterstack. And I, I think it'll hopefully be enlightening to you guys if you have not seen that blog yet. Also, I've been posting blogs for quite a while now on jonathanlittlepoker.com, so check those out. There are a lot of educational articles that you can't get anywhere else. So thank you very much for watching, and I will talk to you next week.